Hey guys, and welcome back to the Paranormal Hotline, the weekly paranormal podcast where each week Oshin somehow becomes more of a skeptic and more of a believer at the same time. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co ghost Oshin. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> what a week. Uh, we've gotten some amazing weather in Ireland, and if that doesn't put you in a spooky mood, I don't know what will. So, Stranger Things 4 has recently been released on Netflix. And although I haven't actually watched it yet, because it came out like two days ago and I've been stupid busy, I've seen some mention of the Hellfire Club on the show. Well, I actually only know about the Hellfire Club being on the show because I saw a Hellfire Club t-shirt in a shop today, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then it was like, on the label, it said Stranger Things, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and I was actually planning on doing an episode on the Hellfire Club uh, because I've already been to the Hellfire Club. And I was waiting to go back again and do like a proper investigation before I covered it. But I guess now is as good a time as ever because uh, it's just gotten insane history. Like, like, have you ever heard of the Hellfire Club before? Only in that I remember you telling me you were there and then really? not a huge amount more. Oh, yeah. OK. Well, there's loads and I'm really excited to tell you about it because it's fantastic and terrifying. Really, really scary. Um, but before we dive into the Hellfire Club... If you are enjoying this podcast and you'd like to hear more of it, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we love making the podcast and bringing you guys the episodes, but it does take a lot of time to write, record, and edit the podcast, and the Patreon really does help keep it going. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast for free, you can leave a review wherever you listen to it. Um, you can do that on Spotify now, which is mad, and you can also follow us on Spotify too. That's two different things, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how anything works. and uh, th But that also really helps us out when you follow us. But if you can leave a review on Apple, wherever you listen to it, that, that would really help us out. So, without further ado, let's dive into the terrifying and terrible stories of the Hellfire Club. Ooh. Ooh. So, our story begins in a place called Montpellier. A gorgeous mountainside about 20 minutes outside of Dublin City. I actually used to live, like, relatively close to it so i have been there more than once it doesn't sound like a very dublin name no it's very french sounding it sounds a bit like montpellier it is know? yeah <laughs> montpellier was a sacred site and it was originally the site of a cairn at a prehistoric passage grave it's hard to say just how old the site was but it you know like cairns are usually about what, like four thousand years old so mm. it's very very old site like prehistoric site and our story begins when a man named William Connolly, also known as Speaker, uh, at the time who was one of the wealthiest men in Ireland, he decided that he wanted to construct a hunting lodge on the site of this cairn. This is back in 1725. And he right. was warned and warned not to touch the site by locals, that it was like a really sacred site and you aren't supposed yeah. to go near it. He was warned that it would be a cursed building if he ever did construct anything there. But being a wealthy man, you know, he didn't care and decided to construct his hunting lodge regardless. <laughs> yeah. He even took the rock from the cairn and used it in the construction. Oh. The back of the fireplace is the original rock that was used. Yeah. And that's just asking to get cursed, right? Yeah. Now that that's that's classic. It's still there. Like the rock is still there in the fireplace that was the for the original cairn. It's just nuts. That's a, a classic blunder. <laughs> 
And after Connolly's death, the lodge was sold and it is said to have become a meeting place for the Irish Hellfire Club. A club that was founded in 1735 by a man named Richard Parsons, a man known for dabbing in black magic. Ooh. Ooh, very spooky. So the very first Hellfire Club was actually founded in London in the year 1718. And it was founded by a man named Philip, who was the Duke of Wharton. And it was exclusive. It was a very exclusive club for high society British men, basically. Right. The Hellfire Club had members all over Ireland and England. And the Hellfire Club in Dublin was one of the most notorious meeting places. The Hellfire Club was notorious for two things mainly. Sex and alcohol. <laughs> Which is to be expected when you have yeah. rich men. <laughs> <laughs> it's debauchery. Which, like. Yeah, pretty much. Um... And the club was very, very secretive. Like, nobody who wasn't part of the club really knew what went on in these in these meetings. Some things don't change. Yeah. A lot of things don't change, especially when you're rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the president of the club was named the King of Hell and was dressed at most events like Satan. <laughs> he wore horns, wings, and had hooves. <laughs> Uh, it's commitment to the part you know that I actually I love that that's really cool well it's it's pretty cool now but back then imagine if you were like a mid, not a medieval peasant imagine if you were just like a poor person and you just saw this <laughs> rich man dressed like Satan you're just that you're there just like to clean up afterwards and you just show up early by accident <laughs> <laughs> there, like, you open the door is there like oh hey oh uh what are you meant to do I'll just start crying I think <laughs> I didn't actually realize that Satan was supposed to have wings before researching this I thought the whole thing was that Satan lost his wings and fell to earth. Mm, or did I cast... misremember that? I don't know. I, I know in some depictions he has, like, the scars where they were torn off, but I don't know how, like... I don't, what's I don't canon? know my Bible. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's canon. Um, yeah, but apparently the members, whenever they would have meetings and stuff, used to leave an empty seat just in case the devil decided to join them at any stage. Ballsy move, to be yeah, honest. He just shows up and he's there like, hey man, nice yeah. costume. What would you do? Yeah. <laughs> that's mockery. Like, yeah. That's like inviting Elvis to a party, but the, the owner of the party is dressed as dressed. Elvis. <laughs> really weird. Um, yeah, but it's also claimed that the members used to have a black mass and that there was rumors of animal sacrifices as well as human sacrifices. Uh, but apparently some of the servants did just go missing. Oh, no. Yeah, and lots of people claim that the clubs had murdered them, which makes sense, you know. Yeah. So, I, w- I wouldn't put it past rich people being able to find a way to, like, disappear a corpse either. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Probably eat it or Especially something. Especially back then, like, yeah. you know. You bury it in the woods. Who's going to find that? <laughs> you, can pay, you can pay enough. So one of the most notorious stories about the Hellfire Club, which might sound familiar to you, is a story about a visit the club received from a mysterious guest. And according to the story, during a particularly stormy night, while the Hellfire gang were gathered around playing cards, they heard a knock at the door. It was a well-dressed stranger who had gotten lost in the storm, and he asked if he could stay the night and he would be on his way in the morning. Full of their merriment, the club allowed him in and they invited him to play some cards. So just because he was dressed nicely, they were mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, come on in. You look like a... He's a high roller. Do- yeah, is. exactly. He has yeah. some money. He's got some cash. <laughs> the guest was particularly good at cards and was winning most games. And during one of these later games, one of the members of the Hellfire Club dropped one of his cards and he bent down to pick it up. And while he was under the table picking up his card, he happened to catch sight of the mysterious guest's feet and legs. 
and what he saw made him gasp and scream. The visitor didn't have human feet at all, but instead had cloven hooves and what looked like goat's legs. <gasps> yeah, it, apparently he was the devil. himself. <laughs> Is their guest finally arrived? That sounds very similar to the story in Loftus Hall. Yeah, that's why I said at the start it might sound familiar yeah. to you because it's an identical story. Uh, the only difference being in the Loftus Hall story that he bursts into flame and goes through the ceiling. Yeah. I don't know what the end of this story is. I don't know if you, they were just like, Way! <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> I, pun somewhat intended is this his calling card? Like you That's know, what oh, he does. He just... I, we play cards. I drop the card. <laughs> oh, it's me. I'm the devil. <laughs> Maybe. I know that in the Loftus Hall version, uh, it wasn't just one night though because he ended up getting the daughter pregnant and there, that's a whole other story which we will cover in another episode because I can love Loftus Hall. Um, but very similar story, yeah, the devil. Classic Satan. <laughs> Classic Satan. It was probably the same trip. He probably went straight from Loftus up to the Hellfire Club. <laughs> I must go now. Hellfire needs me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently it was the devil himself. He'd come in to take his honorary seat. You think they would be expecting this, right? Like, they, they shouldn't have yeah. be surprised. They are satanic worshippers and all that. <laughs> it's like if you were having mass and Jesus showed up. <laughs> Do you be surprised or what? Would you still try to eat him? Eat Jesus? Yeah, like, you know, communion. I don't know how that works. There are many, many stories associated with the Hellfire Club, and there were always rumors about what happened up there. Like, even when the club was active, there mm. was always rumors about what happened. So another story tells of a young man who became too curious and decided to venture up the hill to the club and see what these club members were up to. He was never heard from again. <laughs> just gone. Yep, he just went up to the club and disappeared. And apparently he had told others where he was going, but no one was really brave enough to go up near the Hellfire Club to question them. The only person brave enough was a local priest. Which makes sense, you yep. know, he's like the anti-demon person. And they had a lot of sway at the time, like, you know, yeah. people were afraid of priests. Priests were like superheroes, man. Uh, the priest decided to question the club on the missing man's whereabouts. The priest did actually believe that he had been murdered. Even before arriving at the place, he assumed that they had murdered him. When the priest arrived, they invited him in. And the Hellfire Club had a massive banquet laid out on the table. The likes of which the priest had never seen before. Because these are rich men. They got some mm. nice-ass food. They probably had, like, exotic fruits and stuff. Like, this is going back when oranges were exotic in Ireland. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it didn't take much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by modern-day standards. Um, but even with all the excitement, there was something else that was catching the attention of the priest. Sat in the corner of the room was an enormously large black cat. He also noticed that the cat had massive horn-shaped ears. So it wasn't like okay. normal shape. It was like, like a <laughs> horn. <laughs> he was so disturbed by this cat that he took out his emergency holy water, which he had in his pocket, <laughs> and immediately began an exorcism on the cat. So he flicked the holy water at this cat and it began to burn and bubble. And it eventually just killed the cat. What? The cat demon thing. Um, the priest was a bit freaked out by this. And when he went outside of the Hellfire Club, he found the host of the banquet face down in the ground, passed out with deep scratch marks all over his neck. <laughs> this is why you don't invite priests to parties. Like... He could have just chilled out and ate some food, but he killed this guy. They go in, they splash the cat. <laughs> he killed this dude's familiar or whatever <laughs> because it had weird ears. Like, he had no reason. It was also huge, he did say. 
Yeah, but also he did not figure out what happened to the missing man either. He showed up, killed a cat, and was like, job's done, guys. <laughs> Mission failed successfully. Yeah. Um, but apparently there is an apparition of the cat that is often spotted at the club. Oh. You see it sometimes around the building and in nearby woods and stuff. Just a big-ass cat, basically. Just prowling around, sort of. Yeah, or some people even see, like, you know, the reflection of its eyes with oh, the lights, yeah, yeah. which is just terrifying. My favorite story associated with the Hellfire Club is a story about a woman named Darkie Kelly. You know about Darkie Kelly? The name sounds quite familiar. Probably because I've talked about her before. Yes. <laughs> Darkie Kelly ran a brothel in Dublin City called the Maiden Tower back in 1746. Pretty cool name. Yeah, classy. Yeah. Um, she became pregnant with the child of Dublin's sheriff, Simon Luthrell, who was a member of the Hellfire Club. Oh. Yeah. Suspicious, right? So when she became pregnant with his child, she began to demand financial support from him for the child. And, you know, him being a really well-off man did not want to be seen giving financial support to the owner of a brothel. And the sheriff. Yeah, and being the sheriff as well. So it's like, he's not only is he rich, he's like quite a position of power. Yeah. So the sheriff, Simon, then falsely accused Darkie of Kelly of being a witch, which was like just accepted without question pretty much because he was a man. Yes. She was partially hanged and then publicly burned at the stakes for being a witch. Oh my God. The sheriff then brought the baby, their child, no, to the Hellfire Club where it was sacrificed in a ritual. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Now I know what you're thinking. Like poor Darkie, what an unfair treatment. Absolutely. Partially hanged, burned at the stake, and her child was sacrificed by the Hellfire Club. But she was not <laughs> entirely an innocent woman. Oh. When they investigated her brothel after the witchcraft claims, they discovered in the basement of the brothel the bodies of five men. <laughs> they actually reckoned that she was one of the first serial killers in Ireland. <laughs> Or the first known serial killers in Ireland. Which is just madness. <laughs> I actually stayed in the hotel that's built over where her brothel was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> By accident. I didn't know it was. Like, I booked oh. it with some friends and then I researched the area. There was a pub underneath <laughs> it called Darkie Kelly's. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. <laughs> I wonder if this is the same building. It is. <laughs> was there a vibe when you were in there? Like, I mean, I was like, we were, it was parties of... Okay, yeah. <laughs> You, you, you had we your own vibe to, to begin with. Grand Theft Auto soundtracks, so <laughs> the vibes were great. But um, one of my friends did have like a night terror of a woman standing at the end of her bed. What? Yeah. An amazing story, but an awful story. Yes. But a fascinating one. <laughs> it is. It has it all. It does. Um, and it all links back to the Hellfire Club. So the Hellfire Club is currently the ruined remains of the hunting lodge. Right. And it's a fantastic building still with the stone roof and the chimney and all that still there the roof is there the roof is made of stone as well i don't know if it was a reconstruction of the roof or what but there is a roof still there hmm. uh, they did reconstruct a staircase so that you can go up to the higher floors as well which is really really nice there's some amazing views of dublin city like possibly the best views i've ever seen in ireland from this place it's a decent trek but it's definitely worth it and i can understand why they picked this as a spot because you can uh -huh. you can see the entirety of dublin city from up there and although the building is said to still contain some dark entities, apparently the runes have been used by satanic worshippers to perform dark rituals. Uh, to be completely honest, I don't know enough about Satanism to really comment on this. I know that there's a lot of Satanists that don't 
actually believe in Satan. They more so believe in like the teachings of the church and what the church kind of promotes. Yeah, so it's, it's the church of Satan. It's kind of very much. It's yeah. Like a, it's more so anti the hypocrisy in the current church. Sort yeah, of thing, I which think. is to, I totally understand. So I don't think it's actually Satanists, but someone has been performing rituals up there because there's always like black candles on the floor <laughs> and <laughs> people have found like even recently like animal sacrifices in the area. Like it's just crazy. Like it's not the good kind of dark magic. No, <laughs> it's the bad kind. Um, Leave the animals alone. Exactly. Yeah. There have been some paranormal investigators who have had scratches, have things growl at them, and even like thrown from some of the rooms. A lot of the visitors to the site have said that they felt a dark presence inside the house, so it does still kind of have like a negative energy around it. Which brings me to perhaps the most recent story about the Hellfire Club. So, you know how I asked you if you wanted to go camping at the Hellfire Club sometime? Yes. Well, that's how this story begins. <laughs> <gasps> Also, uh, a warning to our listeners that this story is particularly graphic. Uh, I know you're kind of squeamish too, Oshin, but I, you don't have a choice. You've got to listen to it. Okay. But uh, this is just a warning that this is pretty gory. My body is ready. Cool. So a 17-year-old and two of his friends were camping next to the Hellfire Club hunting lodge back in 2016, actually. And they pitched their tent and they lit their fire and they decided they were going to camp out like right next to the lodge. The three friends noticed a man who had set up a tent about 50 meters away from them. He approached the group and he introduced himself and they all sat down around the fire and they started chatting and, you know, they were talking for a couple of hours. The 17-year-old noticed the fire dying down and he decided he was going to get some firewood. So the stranger asked him if he needed help and he joined him into the woods to retrieve some firewood. While the 17-year-old was picking up some dead wood off the ground, the man grabbed him from behind covering his mouth and with a knife attempted to slit his throat he sliced the teenager three times across the throat but he was finally able to fight the stranger away and escaped his attack but he fell to the ground the man then plunged the knife into the teenager's chest but he stabbed him so hard that the knife blade snapped from the handle and the knife was left stuck in the teenager's chest yep A stranger then picked up a nearby log and tried to hit the teenager in the head. The other two friends heard the commotion of the woods at this stage, and they had run onto the scene. So the strange man saw them coming, grabbed the female friend by the hair, and dragged her to the ground and began stomping on her head. The other friend tried to stop him, but he overpowered him, and he managed to push him to the ground as well, and began stomping on his head too. But that friend managed to get free, and he ran to another group near the lodge, covered in blood and begging for help. And the attacker followed him out of the woods and then tried to claim that he was the one who was attacked. The Gardaí were called and luckily nobody died. The friend who had the stabbing in the chest, they managed to remove the knife and he was fine. But like traumatized, obviously, they all have PTSD, everything afterwards. And the man was found on the site or close enough to the site, pretending to be somebody else. But the Gardaí obviously knew who he was. His description was pretty obvious. I think he had like a mohawk, so... Don't see much of that running around covered in blood. The man claims that the dark forces at the Hellfire Club had possessed him to make the attack. It's a horrible, horrible thing that happened here, and this man did have mental health issues prior to this, so I don't think you can blame this on the devil. This just seems like it was somebody who was mentally ill, who was easily influenced by the idea of a dark power. Yeah. Um... That would just be my take on it anyway. Everyone's... Whatever caused like that, that's horrific. It's really, really awful. 
Uh, it's not the first stabbing up there either. There's been a f- few stabbings before and since. So. It is Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Hellfire Club has a ton of appearances in pop culture too. Most recently, the Hellfire Club is the name of the D&D club in Stranger Things. But it also appears in like the X-Men, Neil Gaiman's The Sandman, Blackadder, Gotham. There's a bunch of references to the Hellfire Club. We don't really know what went on at Montpellier Hill in the Hellfire Club. There are other locations that the Hellfire Club were located, most notably the Hellfire Caves in the UK, which are also supposed to be mega haunted. Yeah, I'd heard I'd heard of the caves before and just yeah. kind of like they got up to some seriously seedy stuff in there. Like. <laughs> yeah, they did. That 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 camping idea now is <laughs> it's a bit shaky. I should know. I, I shouldn't I, have said anything. <laughs> I, first thing I'm gonna do is just go and get a good stick i think you know just a good stick you're getting a knife man yeah but we we have to get up there at some stage though i do think it's a really nice it is actually a very nice camping spot despite the history but we definitely at least have to do a paranormal investigation there. yes it's terrifying up there mm. uh it's just so dark too like all you, you can see the whole city if you're there at night you can see the whole of dublin city lit up and then just around you is just pitch black it's a bizarre feeling so cool though it's such a nice spot so, that's pretty much everything I have on the Hellfire Club. What do you think of it? Do you think uh, that's that's your first time hearing all those stories? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's very dark, you know. Um, the evil going on there. What, what were you expecting? Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you go like, oh hey, we're the Hellfire Club. Oh hey, our main man is Satan. Our leader dresses up as him. Yeah, you know. And and when you first hear that, it's like, oh haha, the lads having a bit of crack. Yeah. But then. You find out, like, oh, these boys are rich, and that, you know, generally means that they're evil and capable of some horrendous things. Yeah. So, yeah, whether or not, like, there's, like, a malevolent force about it doesn't really matter. They've done so much evil by the sound of things that, like, one way or another, that's leaving an impact. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, like, if you ever go up there, you will see just behind the lodge, you can see the kind of, um, like, you know, when we, when we went to the Halloween spot, um, where Halloween was first celebrated yes, that hill yes. and they had like the kind of I don't know what you'd call it like the kind of ripples in the ground yeah yeah the, the like the, the fort walls sort yeah of thing. there's a load of those in the ground just behind the lodge too right Um, where it would have been like the burial passage or whatever mm-hmm. so even without the lodge there there's just a strange energy about the yeah, place because I remember when we went to the the Halloween side, the sound side, yeah. it was like, like there, on, there was a feeling about the place. For, for context, we on Halloween day, we went to the site where the first Halloween festival was ever held. And it was like, a the, there's supposed to be a giant goddess buried underneath the ground, I'm pretty sure. And there was one pillar sticking out of the ground with a carved turnip on top. As a tradition. Yeah, and the ground around it was kind of like, the the dirt had been moved, it was like rippled. It was just yeah, strange kind of, looking. It, from above, it would have looked like kind of a series of circles. Yeah. Um. But, you know, walking across it, it's just like hills. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool, but the Hellfire Club kind of has a similar vibe about it. But the building is also just creepy, so you kind of have this weird mixture of energies there. Yeah. It's kind of like the very old, the ancient, and then yeah, kind of like the old, almost like the old perversion of those ancient things, like how yeah. they took apart the cairn and stuff. It's so steeped in so many different layers of history. It's <laughs> yeah. just bizarre. And then you have the more recent attacks and murders and stuff up there. It's just, it's so creepy and cool. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, last summer when I went up there, there was just loads of people camping, and it had kind of a Camp Crystal Lake vibe about it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool to me. <laughs> Maybe not to you. Um, really, really cool site. If you're ever in Dublin, I definitely suggest the hike up to see it. I have heard people speculate that it is really cool that they brought it, it into Stranger Things. Just, it is, yeah. When I saw this the shirt in the shop, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in like a shot. <laughs> yeah, I think there is still technically a Hellfire Club that you can join. Right. I don't know if it's anything more than a book club because when I was looking at it, it just seemed like a book club. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's like one of those things like. Hello, I'm a member of the Hellfire. Yeah, I, I was honestly tempted, but uh, there's a website if you want to go check it out, or if anybody listening wants to go check it out. Um, I'm not advising you do that <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, but if you're curious, maybe. I'd like to give a shout-out here to our new Patreons, uh, Gina and Scarlett. Thank you so much for your support, and we really appreciate it, and this episode goes out to you guys. <laughs> oh, she just oh, nodded. That <laughs> doesn't translate well to podcasts. <laughs> Welcome um, aboard, and thank you. <laughs> Ahoy. <laughs> Ahoy. Ahoy there. Um, that's everything I have for this week, guys. If you have any experiences yourself with the Hellfire Club or if you have any other information that I might have missed, uh, you can send us an email at theparanormalhotlinepodcast.gmail.com or if you have any stories of your own that are not to do with the Hellfire Club, send them in to us. We're really interested in hearing people's stories. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I hope I could shed just a little bit of light on the Hellfire Club for you guys. We'll be back next week with more spooky tales. So until then, bye. Leave room for Satan. Oh, don't do that. <laughs>